Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're what? No, stop that. Sapnin! Sapnin! You are listening to episode 143 of Sapnin Podcast, featuring my fantastic looking self, which you can't see because this is audio only, Sean Smith. And of course, uh, my very good friend, Morgan Richards. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards. And a little reminder if you're having oh, an no. identity crisis, there's the illusion of safety with this podcast. Was that it? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was quite nice. Oh, good, I thought good. it was a yeah, nice yeah, little... Good. Yep, 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 Move on, move on. Yep. This week's guest <laughs> is a singer, songwriter, and uh, all-round legend and inspiration to hundreds of bands, Dustin Kensrew of Thrice and Dustin Kensrew fame. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's back. What a treat. What a songwriter. What a voice. There's no secret that oh. Thrice are one of our favourite bands collectively, and whether he likes to admit it or not, Dustin has had a key part in shaping the alternative scene to what it is today. A lot has happened since the last time we spoke to him with Eddie on episode 50. They've built their own studio, relaunched their thrice the Alliance fan club, and recorded a new album titled Horizons East, which is going to be out digitally on September the 17th before physical copies are out on October 8th via the Epitaph Records. And obviously, we had to get him back on to talk all about it and some mad stories from his career. But it goes without saying how much you love his melodies, Sean. Oh, he's fantastic. He's absolutely fantastic. And I think during this chat, as you will hear, when I tell him how inspirational he is, part of me thought inside that he was screaming, fuck's sake, don't blame me for that shit. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, it was fantastic to have him on. Thanks again, Dustin. Sorry for taking up your time. You're a lovely chap. Your band is inspirational. And as, um, yeah, given hundreds, if not thousands of bands, um, ideas and inspiration for songs. So, um, yeah, thank you very much for giving us your time. But yeah, you were just talking about everything he just he's done over lockdown, and since we last seen them, wait till you find out what I did over lockdown, which is mad when you think about it. Where because I did talk to Dustin about it, he talks about re- recording an album, writing, recording, making a studio, and doing all this. And what was the one song I recorded <laughs> over the lockdown? Ha ha ha! You're gonna have to keep listening to find out. But yeah, we're going to have a really relaxed conversation on everything from building the studio to this new record. There's unique lyric techniques he's tried out, secret projects, and so much more. But if you're attending 2000 Trees Festival in 2022, you might want to keep an ear out for a certain promise he makes us on this episode. Yes, he did promise he was going to give us a million dollars in a duffel. <laughs> oh, no, that was after. That was, that was, that was, the, other, that was the other thing we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, have a listen anyway <laughs> and keep your ears out. And yeah, there's something interesting there. Um, but yes, congratulations to Dustin and Thrice on uh, the songs they've released so far from the record Horizons East, um, Scavengers, fantastic, and uh, Robot Soft Exorcism, which is a mad name for a song. Oh, yeah. But. Uh, 
his beautiful voice is all over it and it's cracking. It's absolutely cracking. I couldn't agree more. So before we go straight into this conversation, a little reminder as always, if you'd like to support the podcast and keep us having these wonderful chats with some incredible guests each and every week, please go and support us via our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Sapnin. Over there, there's loads of extra bonuses you can sink your teeth into and become a part of our wonderful community of lovely, lovely human beings who send each other messages each and every day take part in conversations they send, messages. they send each other presents they do yeah some some people have sent money back and forth so uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've made we're basically the bitcoin before bitcoin yeah right people have started sending things back and forth to each other but yes uh what a wonderful community and as morgan said our patreon has uh behind the scenes photos videos chats um some other podcasts we did with other people and uh, yeah, a whole array of stuff for you to sink your teeth into and then obviously join our wonderful community of absolute bloody legends. Yes, you should go and do it. It's a real treat and one of our favorite things to come out of this whole podcast malarkey. And go and give us a follow on our social media pages at Pod on Twitter and Instagram as well. But without any further ado, let's just get straight into it. This is the legend that is Dustin Kendrew at Thrice back on episode 143 of Sapnin Podcast. Lovely stuff. Sapnin! Sapnin! Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sapnin'! Sapnin. Sapnin. Yes! Yes! This week's guest is a frontman, guitarist, musician, all-round legend. This week's guest is Dustin Kenzu of the Mighty Thrice. How are you? Uh, doing well. Yeah, thanks for having me back on. Go no, man. No worries. Pleasure. Thank you for coming back on. Thank you for coming <laughs> yeah. back on. Um, yeah, man. Thanks for, thanks for taking the time, Miss... Um, been a while. I think the world has changed a little bit since uh, we all got together and had a, a, a conversation. Bit, yeah. um, a I mean, how have you been since then? I mean, I'm sure you've had to deal with a, a lot of things, but how generally have you been these kind of last 18 months with everything and being at home now? Yeah, uh, it's been a mix of <laughs> feelings, emotions, and situations. Uh, I think there was a lot of good in the initial lockdown for myself and my family just kind of getting to actually like hang and not have me on the road a bunch. And, um, yeah, so that was, there's a lot of healthy stuff happening there, but as it's dragged on, you know, it's just, I don't know, generally all right. But then I'm going to just, <laughs> just days where I just feel overwhelmed by all of it. And especially with tour coming up and Delta going on, just not sure how that's all going to work out. So we'll see. But, um, yeah, yeah, I mean about the music though. The music, I'm really <laughs> happy with this this record. Um, and even that was hard to like get like the momentum moving and the ball rolling as far as us writing and recording it. With COVID going on, we have some people in our 
families who are uh, immunocompromised and so trying to be really careful so we weren't together unmasked for the whole thing um so we were writing a bunch getting together jamming with masks taking it back home pushing it forward we were also finishing building out our studio um so that was kind of slowing it up too but uh yeah so in the end i mean this is a bit longer between records than we usually have going i think our general move is kind of like two years between but um yeah this one's more like three i guess um, once yeah. it's out yeah that's mad to, it's that's mad to hear that you recorded it and 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 wrote it with masks really i guess that's yeah i never thought about that yeah, myself. The only, yeah, literally the only recording my band has done over this period, I think, was we did a thrice <laughs> cover. We did a thrice cover for two thousand trees. For two thousand trees, my band did a thrice cover. So that yeah, that was literally all I recorded over this period. But yeah, um, well, good good choice then for that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was a good. It was a great choice. But then we were like, let's do the fucking the Earth will shake by thrice. Let's fucking do that. That'll be awesome. And then they did all the music, and I was like, yeah, that sounds cool. And I was like, oh, I can't fucking sing. (laughs) I've forgotten I can't sing. No way. Um, So, yeah, that was a struggle. But, yeah, I got through it in the end. And, um, yeah, it it wasn't too bad. But, um, yeah, I just find find it crazy to record in masks and stuff. And... Yeah, it's it's um, weird to weird to see how fast the world can change and stuff with everything. But I mean, in some sense, I'm, I'm sure it's been a blessing in disguise having that studio you guys have been working on with over the last few years in particular. I mean, Newgrass Studio is something a lot of the last records have been made or bits have been recorded in and and stuff. How handy looking back now is it that you kind of made those investments a couple of years back to have something like this? Yeah, well. I'm trying to think. I think Newgrass is basically the name that we like carry with us now. Uh, because there was the original Newgrass that was in Tepe's old garage that we did Alchemy Index and Beggars in. So all those were recorded there, but then we don't, we didn't have that space anymore. So now this is the first time we've, we built this is a totally new space that we, we've been practicing in for the past year, two years maybe. And we've been building out into. A functional studio. So this is the first time we've like really tracked at this place. Um, but that's been fantastic. Um, we really, I mean, we've recorded ourselves multiple times, but you kind of learn every, a lot of new things every time you work with someone else. And so it's always fun to go back to just the four of us. And there's just like good, um, energy and progression. And like, uh, there's not a lot of critiquing in a sense. Like, I think we really trust each other and, and when we do critique, like, I think it's, it's well-received coming from each other. And then, uh, but we also like, I think we've all grown to understand you don't want the perfect take, you know, you want the vibey take, you want the one mm-hmm. that has like a feeling and emotion to it. And so that was kind of hard learned as we worked with certain people who were trying to get us super tight. And then it sounded not very live and vibey and um kind of dead dead i mean good but dead in a certain way so um that's one of the big benefits of doing ourselves um and i i'm really happy with that it turned out yeah so i'd like to get into new grass a little bit more if we can because obviously you said there that you've built a new space with it now and i think find it so interesting when bands kind of take that initiative to build it like a warehouse or a studio or something they can go to to write and record and and everything how did the process of kind of building it happen did you really all have to do diy stuff and build it for scratch you have people come in how did all that work out uh kind of a combination we like the main so it's basically one of those i don't know i'm sure you have something similar uh, over there but it's like a small industrial space there's like a garage big garage door and like a, a small warehousey space and then like a little office space in the front but it's in the middle of like a bunch of you know actual businesses so we built we this part we paid people to do but built a room within that room that's soundproof and had some help from uh some friends like advising us on how to build it out who built studios before uh, brian mcturnan one of them who's recorded some of our stuff in the past and then 
uh, actually building out a lot of the soundproofing. It was, uh, Ed is, um, really good at woodworking. So he built all these baffles and mm. hung them and they look fantastic, but they, and they work great. <laughs> so <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, he was, say, they look fantastic. He was, uh, no, he was doing a lot of that, uh, even as we were kind of finishing up some of the writing and, uh, yeah, so everyone has their own things that they've got to dive deep on. For me, it's a lot of the, the lyrics, uh, take a lot of time and always end up coming late because we write the music first and then we're every single time I make everyone promise that we're not going to do that the next time, but it's always <laughs> up, down to the wire. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Cause you've been <laughs> yeah. linked in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, you haven't missed yet. So fucking keep it going. I reckon. Um, but yeah, this was, was this, um, produced or just recorded by Tepe? Um, so we would say all, all of us are producing it. Tepe is engineering it just in the sense that, I mean, we're all really collaborating on, that aspect of it. And then, uh, this was the first time we've had, uh, a buddy, Scott Evans, uh, mix, and we were really, really happy with that process and the results. So he kind of, um, mixing is always hard because it changes, you can change the record a lot. And so there's exciting things that can happen, but also, uh, frustrating things as you spend a lot of time. And then you're like, okay, yeah, I think so maybe. And then, uh, <laughs> so Scott ends up mixing, in general, almost like one of us would mix like just the, his sensibilities, um, really trying to have it be powerful, but it's still really raw and natural feeling. So, um, uh, it was cool, especially cause you know, Tepe's you know, blown his ears out recording the whole thing and then to not have to mix it, but to have someone who's mixing in a way that feels natural for us. So in the end, we're just doing like little tweaks, like, oh, okay, yeah, maybe bring this thing up, whatever. Uh, but the general vibe was was pretty easy to get, and um, yeah, I'm really happy with it. Nice. Well, yeah, I, I listened to um, Robot Soft Exorcism earlier um, on headphones because normally I just just chuck it on the iPad or whatever, like any music, just chuck it on. And but I, for some reason, I was like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to listen to it on headphones. I think it was the smartest decision I might have ever made because <laughs> it sounds. Fu- it sounds fucking incredible. I saw it this way, but that's me just genuinely being excited and not being able to control my emotions. Um, but yeah, it sounds it sounds fantastic on headphones. So congratulations to everybody. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm re- really happy with the way it sounds. I think this is the first time we've had a record mixed, probably that we were just like. I don't think any of us feels anything is and part of that's because we spent the time and and had a good rapport with scott that we were able to get it there but i don't think any of us has any like oh i wish we would have done that you know Mm. yeah yeah is there any kind of like examples you can think of over the years where maybe a mix has come back and there's been like a certain thing you just weren't expecting like something to be overblown in one ear or panned out or anything like that um i think um now my brain is not working i'm trying to think of guy's name and mixed it last record uh and it's escaping me he's super talented yeah, he he mixes all sorts of stuff like heavy stuff pop stuff uh very interesting and he's the kind of mixer that really brings a lot and has like a, a big influence on where the sound goes so there was certain stuff on that record like uh did we come back and we had we're totally surprised uh and would sit with it for a while and be like oh dang okay yeah, this is actually really cool. Um, so it's a different process, more like they, this, a lot of the songs really shifted a bunch. Whereas this one, it was more about here's where the song's already going and this is the best best version of it. Well, getting into Horizons East a little bit, um, I do actually understand that throughout that kind of recording process and writing that you guys actually set yourself some kind of open challenges and goals to maybe try little things to spark inspiration, like using some jazz chords that you all really like and certain sequences. Is is that true? Is that something that happens quite often within the Fry's camp? We've discovered, which is kind of a, a known thing for a lot of artists, but it, it's, it works for us as well. But uh, having some kind of constraint always fuels creativity it's very easy to think the opposite where you're like, no, no, I need all the freedom. And, you know, ultimate freedom is, is a, a black hole for creativity. Um, and so you want something to push against. And that's why something like the alchemy index was so much fun for us to do because it was a lot of constraints. 
uh, a lot of boundaries and barriers to push up against. And inside those barriers, you get to be as creative as you possibly can. So we're always looking for something else, uh, a concept like that, uh, that would be as fun. And we we're always striking out on, on figuring out what that would be. So this time it was kind of a different approach where instead we had like a list of just random challenges that we call like, it's like, Hey, what if we do something like this? So it's like make a riff based on the Fibonacci sequence, uh, use these chordal chords, which are like a certain kind of jazz chords and so on. use, uh, it, whatever it is. So like those would be little things to, it's like a different kind of challenge in the sense that it would be, uh, it's not an outside constraint, but it's like pushing into the song. This has to remain in here somehow. Mm. Around it. Yeah. How do you write a riff to the Fibonacci sequence? <laughs> how's, what, how's... Uh, so if I understand right, Te- that was Tepe's idea and he worked it out and it's basically he mapped out the distances in the uh, scale from like the, the numbers as it goes up and then played that and then just took a couple notes out to give it like a little bit of, of movement. Um, but it mad. sounds, yeah. it's cool. It yeah. sounds pretty, uh, it's very jazzy feeling like, uh, I don't know, it sounds like it could be like a later or at Coleman or I don't know. Um, it's, it's cool though. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That, no, I, I just, I love you. I just love hearing about people's writing techniques and stuff. And I like to see how other people do it. And, and yeah, that's, yeah, that's amazing. I never thought to be like, I know what we should do. The Fibonacci sequence. Let's break it down. Like that's fucking, that's I'd genius. Love that. I'd love to be that musically talented though, to just oh, be yeah, like, of course, I'm going to do course, it. Yeah. <laughs> Is there any uh, other little bits like that? Little other things on the list that you've uh, tried or maybe some random thing people have suggested? Uh, those were the ones that I, that stand out to me because I think they had some of the biggest influence. Um, I'm sure there are other small ones, but um, hmm. I can't think of them off the top of my head. I did see, because um, obviously you know, the album that was getting a couple of early reviews sneaking in and stuff with some publications and i did see someone describe it as a soundtrack for deeper dreaming is that a kind mm. of is that something you would suggest the album this album is now like 11 releases in yeah i think that's kind of playing off even a, a lyric in um robot soft exorcism which you guys heard today where it says there's a, a deeper dream which is essentially saying there's something if you push past the easy thing that you grab onto, there's, there's something better. Um, and I think the whole record is in a way pushing people to do that kind of deeper dreaming, to step out of the, the easy certainties that they're used to and embrace nuance, embrace openness, um, and new ways of thinking. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's quite interesting because obviously you know you've been writing songs for over twenty years now, and for for me, someone who's just a consumer of music, lyrics is something I always am fascinated by how they're written, how people kind of fit them into songs. If it's just working sounds first and the melodies, and then having everything um, go like that. When it is that comes to that process, is there anything that you've changed over the years, or anything that is like just worked for you? How how has writing lyrics like evolved since starting yeah. from? Quite a bit, I think. Uh, I mean, we always, almost always do music first and then I sing melodies um, and then I write lyrics to the melodies. But the stuff that's changed is, uh, I think, one of the bigger things I learned uh, a couple years in was really starting to try to listen to, like, let the song inform where the lyrics go. And if that makes sense, like, the song already has dynamics and emo- emotive qualities and a, a flow. And I don't, I didn't, I realized I didn't need to try to just jam something into that, but that I could let that really influence what the song was going to develop into anyway, which I, I think saying it out loud, you, you're like, well, yeah, it does. Shouldn't you do that? I don't know. I, <laughs> I didn't <laughs> initially <laughs> do that very well. And I, it's become something very important to the process. And then, I think a further evolution of that, which 
I've done more on this record than I ever have is incorporating even some of the, um, so when I, I've gotten good at just singing nonsense lyrics along to make the melodies more jamming because for a while I felt self-conscious doing it. Cause you're saying words, but you don't know what you're saying and it feels weird and you got to get over it. And so there's something about that process where your brain and your mouth are like, end up picking things that feel good to say in the phrasing that you're doing. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I'll often try to follow that in certain ways, but sometimes when you're just singing random stuff will come out that ends up being interesting. And so on this record, I would pick some of those things up and let them also influence where the song would lead. You guys, you guys haven't heard the record yet, but I mean, I'd say like, there's more than half the songs have like a prominent thing that like came from that kind of thing. And then I, I I would shift a little bit, whatever, but I would use it to help me kind of find the core of where the song was going to go. So it's, it's not like the song is nonsense. It's just that the phrase came in a way that was unique and then uh, was a kind of a starter uh, spark to like progress the, the song. So uh, yeah, that it, it, part of me revolted against doing that originally because it, I don't know if it felt, felt like cheating or felt like it was like, that's not, I didn't work hard to get that thing. <laughs> But yeah, it's, I, th- I think it's a lot of it's because I, I'm so, um, I critique myself very hard as I'm writing. And so it's hard for me to be prolific and actually get a lot out. And so if I can get some things out, I'm very good at editing. <laughs> I'm very good at like refine- <laughs> refining. And so if I can get some more stuff out, it's helpful to actually build the song. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Do you remember... Um- any of the weird sentences you originally <laughs> sang that you've changed? Because I, I, I've used that technique myself. My old band had a song called um, I'm a Riot, You're a Fucking Riot. And uh, the original lyric, there was an actress at the time in the UK called Billy Piper, who was very attractive. So originally, for some reason, just in pra- just rehearsing and jamming, I started yelling, I love Piper, I love Billy Piper. And I was like, oh, that fits. That is absolutely perfect for a chorus. I changed it. I love Piper, I love Billy Piper too. I'm a riot, you're a fucking riot. And I was like, oh, that fits. That's that's lovely. Thank you very much, Billy Piper. Um, <laughs> is there any, yeah, is there any lyrics or, yeah, just words that you threw out there that you remember that were daft or silly or? Uh, the one that sticks out, which is on a song that's not going to be on the record, but will be on the follow-up record probably, uh, mm. was there's, uh, there's water in the Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, and I said it like multiple times and it's like really wow. quiet part. So it's like really clear, but like, uh, for instance, one that did stick was, and this was a little bit different. I was writing scavengers and doing the chorus and sometimes if I want to sing something for the demo to show the guys and I want to put a harmony to it, I'll try to figure out some quick thing to sing so that I can actually like match the harmony. But I also don't want it to just be super junky. So like in that moment, I was like, I, I started writing and I wrote out that chorus as it is. And it was making sense to me, but I didn't know what this whole song was going to be about, but it felt good and i was like okay but it because i was thinking this doesn't matter i was able to get it out and like not overthink it and then i was like that's that's the chorus that's it and uh built awesome. the, the song around that so yeah oh nice. yeah that's a, that's a fun way to do it though because it must on some level you must subconsciously be thinking well why did i go to that first why did that come out so you want to explore it yep. you want to dive into that a little bit more mm-hmm. totally yeah Mine was just because I was attracted to Billy Piper all the time. <laughs> so it's not as cool as, it's not a cool story. And, uh, it's the truth. So at least that, uh, at least it's the truth. No. <laughs> but, um, 
No, obviously, obviously, we mentioned that you've been writing songs and Thrice has been going for over well over two decades now. And if you like it or not, I'm sure you get a lot that people come up to you and say that you've influenced them or some way and that you've seen some mannerisms from Thrice or song titles and stuff being used for certain things in that kind of alternative rock scene. Um, is there anyone that comes to mind that you were kind of surprised by or you've seen a Thrice reference somewhere and being shocked, either good or bad? I don't know if I'm that aware of all the references um, that you were talking about, but I think for me, it's like, uh, I get really excited when, even if it's a band, because I think, I mean, I'm influenced by so many different things and you're not going to hear all of it in thrice. Though I do think probably the way our band functions, you'd hear more of it than with most bands maybe, but um so I just, if I, if there's a band that like, I actually really like, and I know that they listen to us, like, that's really cool to me. So like mm. what comes to mind is uh gang of youth is one of my favorite, favorite bands. And, uh, I got to have David on a uh, podcast a while ago and he's just the best and, uh, was a fan. And so that was super cool. Um, just to, to have, I, I don't know. It's just, it's rewarding, even though it, a small piece of that but it's like hey that guy makes music that i really like and he was listening to my music so yeah <laughs> but yeah you've nice. got to know you've got to realize <laughs> like your uh influence thrice is just a massive influence on everything that's come from from the first record onwards it's like the majority of bands in the uk probably owe quite a bit quite a bit to thrice so I don't know if you want to go around collecting money from people, but you can, you should be able to. I genuinely believe that you could do that. Um, I'll, I'll I'll deputize you to uh, to do that. For me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I'll take I'll take I'll take five percent of the ten percent and get getting yeah. off the rest of everybody else's careers for you. Yes. Oh, yeah. Sean's just going to be an official thrice debt collector now. It's just going to be <laughs> yeah, going around the festivals, going. Oh, that riff, that oh, riff you sounds like, a little you, bit... Yeah. <laughs> oh, you like thrice, don't you? Yeah, of course I fucking do. Great. £200, please. Thank you very much. I'll be having that. Dustin, we've got another one. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin, oh. we're eating tonight. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure... I'm sure I got, you don't have to, like, name names as well, but I'm sure there's maybe one or two bands you've seen going, ah, uh, they're not influenced by us, so they, like, you just don't... You maybe not have, like... Yeah, I mean, there's definitely bands that I know are big fans that, I, that we don't really, I don't see. It's it's like, what what were they grabbing from this? And it makes you doubt yourself a little bit. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but no, I mean, it's just every everything is, uh, I, I was just thinking this morning, like I was reading some of the comments about people listening to the new track. And it's so seeing it from like our perspective, writing it and then seeing how each person approaches it and hears it. Like it's so clear how contextual everything is. Like the way you hear any song is literally colored by all of the other songs that you've heard. So if you, if you had never heard X, Y, Z, like it's going to sound literally different to you. Like you're going to have a totally different way of, of taking it in. So I don't know, like, especially like this song is, the new robot soft exorcism is, is very clearly like nodding at, at Radiohead, like, and we're unashamed in our love for that band, but some songs are, you know, more that direction than others. And this one definitely is, but it's funny watching everyone be like, Oh, this is totally like a vibe of like this song or this record from Radiohead. And it's literally spanned like their, like the comments I've seen have spanned their entire <laughs> you know yeah history which yeah. makes sense because it's really not pulling from like one spot it's just like oh yeah when you got the arpeggiated guitar and you got this kind of beat it's gonna feel like something there but it, it's just funny how much everyone is like oh no 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 it's from it's from this it's from this uh just because that's that's the one i think that they're probably more uh familiar with what what are some of those obvious and surprising influences that Frice? have um have had through for the last couple of records who have you been uh listening to and who, who's like inspired you to to make music lately i don't know i mean i was thinking about that when we were trying to we made like a spotify playlist called spirit of horizons east and so i was trying to think of stuff that was like influencing me for this record 
And one of the funny things was the scavengers, the initial demo that I made for that. Um, and like the demo name that we had while we were writing was called revolt, which is a reference to the band color revolt, which we all love. Um, and it had like a vibe to it that like, I was sometimes you're like, almost like, is this ripping like an actual song off? I don't know. And so I went to like find whatever song it was closest to and throw it on the playlist and be like, yeah, this is great. And and I, I couldn't find anything that sounded remotely like it, but for some reason it still like had the vibe to me. And so I had to just pick a random one. I was like, this one's good, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) But like, it didn't sound at all like the, the thing that I thought I was like ripping off. So it's, it's like things are influencing you and like, you know, whatever I wrote that riff with that beat, something was feeling color revoltish to me, but I can't, at the, at the end, I can't really even put my finger on what exactly that is. So, um, it's hard. I mean, there's, there's like a, a song on there that's very kind of DC vibe, like Gazi baseline kind of, but like, it doesn't sound like any classic song. It doesn't, you know, like in the end, it's like, it's hard to, you can get a, you get a vibe from it, but it's hard to pin down exactly what it is that's doing that. Well, one of the other things I wanted to bring up is obviously the return of your fan club, the Alliance, um, with this record. Now, this is something that a lot of bands recently um, have kind of done themselves with subscription based services, trying to, you know, a, a new way for bands to be able to fund, not with, um, with touring problems over the last couple of years and everything. But there's something you've always gone back to between records or just little spaces and stuff like that. Over the years, how vital has it been to the band? How much of an exciting project is it to have a club like this where you can interact with the fans and give them something a little bit more? We've traditionally not been great at that stuff and this is uh hopefully going to be something that uh is better in that sense and and i mean we had like in the very beginning like we had a message board and it was like a lot of people interacting on there it was really great community and then some people got shitty on there and Um, we were just like all right you don't get to have a message board then we took it down (laughs) And, uh, which apparently you're never supposed to do something like that, but we did. And so it's, we're, it's coming back, uh, on discord, which, uh, apologies to everyone who signed up and the discord was not ready yet. Uh, there was something, I, I don't know the technical stuff, but they couldn't get it working and originally like they thought they could. And now it's, uh, it should be up very soon. So, uh, I'm excited for that to have that and then have a little bit better. I, I mean, I hope that it's uh, a bit more mature now and people are not being dicks, but um, <laughs> yeah, we will awesome. have, uh, we'll have monitors on there. And, uh, but I, I like the idea of having a space that's separated off a little bit from just troll land and trying to like actually foster uh, some cool community. So, and then uh, just trying to do stuff, uh, little videos or here and there behind the scenes stuff, whether it's, uh, I did one just, we were hiking up to take the photos for the, the record, uh, with the sunrise stuff, um, just little snippets of stuff like that, which is, um, it seems it's hard for us, I think, to remember sometimes like to do, so we're trying to get better at that, but just because we don't find ourselves very interesting or our lives, but, uh, <laughs> if, if, you know, if we're talking about like the bands that we really like, we would love mm. to see any of that stuff. So yeah, that's the thing. Take, see, take I that perspective. I- yeah, I think a lot of bands, especially over, like, bands who've been together, like, 10 plus years, I think at some point, yeah, they just, because you've been doing it, it's basically been your life and your job that you haven't, like, you you just see it as, oh, here I am just doing this and, you know, I'm in the studio or whatever. But what we've found out from speaking to bands and f- speaking to fans is they love, they literally love every single behind-the-scenes detail that they can see and stuff to the point yeah. where we've had... um uh, I don't know if you know, but there's a UK British band called While She Sleeps, who are fantastic. And they are massive, massive Thrice fans. And they kind of got their idea for their fan club, because they're members of your fan club. They've literally oh, right. started, their, they've started their own now called Sleep Society. So they've started like a Patreon. And yeah, they've literally built a studio. They've learned to build a studio from <laughs> YouTube. They literally Googled bit bricklaying and built a studio. <laughs> 
And now they've got this unbelievable, like you said, warehouse. They've got a studio in it. They've got offices in it. They've got a practice room in it. And yeah, they've literally potentially forged their own future by making this by making this fan club um, and this Patreon. And yeah, they, they have no need for maybe a label and all of that stuff anymore because of that. So um, they'll be the first people I'll be visiting for us, Dustin. I'll go get that <laughs> money back straight away. But yeah, it's just, well, that's your influence. That's your influence. This, this band has just gone, that's fucking great. We love this band. We love, you know, the interactions we've had and stuff. And now they're, they're doing it on a slightly smaller scale at the moment in the UK. So that's yeah, it's cool. just, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Do, do you think more so, do you think that's kind of the future for bands as well, though, for more stuff like this? I mean, can you see more things like that happening over the years compared to everyone trying to get signed and all those record deals back in the day? Um, I don't know. I mean, it seriously shifts so quickly now. Um, uh, it does seem like there's ways to do it. I mean, obviously, the the funny thing about it is like there's some people who are just really naturally talented and smart about how to build their brands and mm. you know you can you can have an instagram page and live off that like from making videos like and off random things and we have a full band that's been around forever that has a bunch of fans and it's still like <laughs> we're not skilled in like how do we make this cool for people uh in the non-musical sense so yeah, I don't know. We're we're trying trying to learn. I think really a, a big hurdle of it is just getting over the feeling of like, why would anyone want to see this? <laughs> yeah, putting, you, you putting yeah, more you content. Must, on. Yeah, you definitely yeah. must get over that because people are interested. They do care, and yeah, if, yeah. If you get a chance, check out that while she sleeps model because cool. I know the boys are, the boys are doing very well off of it. <laughs> so um, just a just a little bit. Just a little bit. But speaking of um, UK bands and, you know, over touring overseas again, maybe, hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, <laughs> pretty soon, uh, 2000 Trees. Now, obviously, you're confirmed to be headlining in 2022. You've been on that lineup now for the last couple of years with it kind yeah. of moving around and rescheduling everything. By the time it comes around, this has to be the longest anticipated gig you've had out there. Yeah, I guess that is true. <laughs> yeah, like for yeah, for it'll be almost probably three years that we would have known that we were going to play that show. <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost two thousand days. <laughs> two thousand days since two thousand trees. Yeah, I think I think we're doing uh, playing Visu at that. Yes, yes you, yeah, yes, you are. Yes, you are. You and yeah, are you gonna are you gonna stick to that? Are you gonna? definitely do that or i think i think so i mean that's what we said we we're gonna do so um nice. now i'll have to i'll have to relearn it again <laughs> it's been so long well yeah my my um yeah my my really old band did um did your first vahiso tour over here in the uk um and yeah we we opened for you on that yeah where do we do we did i remember we did tj's newport that's no longer there <laughs> um so far the what, was the, what was the band called Oh, the blackout. Okay, yeah, yeah, totally. yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah we opened for you um, there, and oh, the mean fiddler that's no longer there underneath the Astoria that's gone now as well. But yeah, that was what a tour. What yeah, one of my favorite tours. And yeah, I just remember you guys playing Image of the Invisible and the place going mental. Um, but yeah, what a what a fantastic tour. But when was 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 the Refuse tour the last time you were over in the UK? I think so. Yeah, that that would have been. Yeah, that's when we had our chat, wasn't it? Um, how was that? Like, because for yeah, for me, they are one of my favorite bands of all time as well. So uh, for both great. of you to be on that, I lost my mind. No, I mean, they're we're all huge fans, and um, it's yeah, it's like one of those weird tours where you're like, we're co-headlining with these people that we like have looked up to forever, and uh, and and honestly, they were just the best people. Um, really good hangs and just very sweet humans so that was a lot of fun nice good yeah sounds it how are you how are you feeling now about gigs opening back up and being back back on the road are you excited with a little bit of hesitation with everything or just just best thing to get back out i just take it day by day i just I yeah. keep feeling like it's it's not gonna happen something's it's gonna get shut down <laughs> 
trying to take my wife's advice and not worry about it till it's closer because there's no way to know where everything's going to be at. So, um, but I mean, in general, I'm excited to actually be back out there playing. Uh, I wish the Delta virus wasn't killing us so bad, uh, especially with like, just the vibe is going to be hard being like trying to keep everyone healthy. Cause if someone gets sick on the road with it, that's going to shut down the whole thing. So mm, yeah, it's like an added, added layer of stress. Yeah, no, I can imagine. But fingers crossed for everything though. I mean, I know a lot of people are, are busting to get back to show. So fingers crossed we can all do it safely and um, yep. as, uh, as nice yeah, that, as we can. That's, that's the thing. A couple of bands we've spoken to have said is like, they're kind of worried about like, crowds coming out to shows and stuff but i genuinely like i've done two shows over the last two weekends in the uk because the uk government has gone ah fuck it let's just kill all everybody um so we we went out and did two shows nervously um in masks and we were the only people in masks in england i think because we're welsh so um our rules are different over here so we went to england like oh we still wear masks and try and be safe and then we got to (laughs) liverpool and everybody was like Nah, mate, we just want to fucking snog each other. And we were like, oh, no, thank you. Um, so, yeah, it, but people are desperate for shows, so they are eager to get yeah. the show. So, I don't, yeah, I don't think you have to, d- definitely don't worry about people not, not, not coming out because they are busting to get back to it. So. Yeah, it's just the, the um, safety, isn't it? It's just the, the, safe, the extra safety measures. Yeah, I'm hopefully seeing my first show in forever on Saturday, outdoor show local natives so i'm excited about that but i'm also uh i can't my i had uh, a covert exposure so i'm uh, quarantining right now and getting tested tomorrow so i think i'm fine but uh yeah well i thought like literally when we were in the, when we were on the bus <laughs> two two years ago, who'd have thought? Like, if, I, if any of us had brought up, oh, there's going to be a killer virus soon, we'd all be like, oh, shut up, you fool, don't be so daft. But here we are now, so it's well, been. Well, I think weird... the weird, the weirder thing is, I think we might have believed, like, yeah, there'll be a killer virus, but not like this thing's going to ruin life on Earth for the next however many years. Mm. So. Yeah, yeah, and and make people hate each other because of it as well, and and have mass divide. It's bonkers, isn't it? It's mad. That's a, um, well, that's, that's a whole other podcast we could get into. <laughs> but, um, yeah, is, yeah. but but Dustin, just a couple more quick things before uh, we let you go. I mean, um, talking about other projects and stuff, we should mention Carry the Fire podcast. Obviously, you've just wrapped up season one back in January with that. And those conversations really get in depth with a lot of different people from kind of backgrounds or what they do and beliefs, thoughts and everything having that break now from it and that kind of time of separation is there any kind of stories or insights from people that you've really like taken with you or that's really stood out and made you think about different things i mean i think the bigger takeaway for me is the way i mean so the show definitely has a perspective in the sense of like i'm curating who's coming on and who's in the conversation, but really the only, you know, we're guiding it through this lens, the good, the true and the beautiful, but I want this broad perspective of people who have different beliefs and ways of seeing the world, but they also have a a working love for like a plurality in their viewpoint that they can say, this is like a, the smaller things that I think and are important to me or whatever, but I can see myself within this larger picture, this beautiful picture of a humanity that actually like can love each other and care for each other and see past differences and, and not have those be a huge dividing wall. So for me, it was just a, a success. I think to see like, look, I did this. I, I had these conversations, not, not a success for me, but like for, hopefully modeling for humanity. Like there is a way to have your individual beliefs and also still be functioning in a loving way towards the rest of the world. And so, I mean, that's really the only thing that was, as long as someone was coming on there and and had some openness and and wasn't uh, kind of holding super tightly to very toxic 
uh, views. I, I wanted them on there. And, and, uh, so I don't know, I think certain people can look at that and say I was being narrow and, and just having, you know, what some would call a very left approach to it. Um, that's not how I view it, but, um, I could see people saying that if they're <laughs> coming from a place very right of, of the people that are on the show. But, uh, I, there really was a, a, a large variety of, of viewpoints, different religion, religious views, uh, political views, uh, not just religious, but like atheists, what agnostics, uh, all sorts of people. Um, and I guess that point, the point is every single person on there, has a, a way that they approach the good, the true and the beautiful. And if you look at yourself, you do as well. And there are many other ways that you can rally around something and bring everyone in. But uh, that's one of the ways that I found it helpful. Is a, is a season two something you're going to be thinking about some point down the line? Obviously, you're going to be really busy with Fries for the foreseeable future. But when you have like a little break again, do you think you go back to that? Yeah, I, I really don't know at, at the moment. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to start it up anytime soon because a, I'm super busy, uh, not just with rice stuff, but there's other music stuff that I haven't had time to do. And so want to have some time to pursue those things, but there's, you know, a very real chance that at some point I'll get the bug again and really want to pick it up. Maybe with something has shifted a little bit in the way I want to approach it. But, um, yeah, for now, I'm really happy with what the first season brought about. Yeah, no, totally. You totally should. Well, you mentioned there, there's some other music uh, projects you haven't had time to do. Is there, can we ask about that? What were, uh, is there any inklings that you could tell us? Yeah, I mean, I always have <laughs> five <laughs> or six uh, like projects floating around in my brain uh, that morph into each other or whatever. There's, so there's a project with my brother that knows it forever. Get our, get our shit together and do, but it's, it's actually fairly far along, uh, as far as like, there's like almost a record full of songs that need to be refined and written out, but it's kind of more indie electronic. Um, and then there's definitely kind of solo stuff that I want to continue doing. That's, you know, in some kind of, americana vein um i think the next one will probably be uh less rock than the last one and a bit more stripped down okay uh there's a another project that i'm always like adding songs to the list of it but it it's like uh i can never quite tell what it's gonna end up being when i develop it but kind of almost like power pop uh with like roots and some of the punk that i grew up listening to as a kid and um so it's like there's like a lot of stuff so it's hard to know like what is it actually going to turn into uh, as a record um and yeah those are the the main ones that i want to okay. get to yeah. is that is the is the modern post on that list as well because i know you do get a few comments from people time to time asking for for that to come back yeah well i've thought about doing another record that would be in somewhat in that vein. I mean, I'm <laughs> in a vast, vastly different theological standpoint than I was when okay. I wrote that record. Okay. Uh, so I don't, I can't tell if it would be interesting to keep the name and put out something from a totally different perspective um, or to do something just different. Sure. But yeah. Okay. Well, fair enough. Well, I'm I'm excited to hear all these projects when they do um, come to fruition. But with all that as well, obviously now Fry's new record Horizons and these comes out on September 17th. Um, you're going to be having plenty of things with that to kind of promote it and everything. But is there anything else we can expect or people should check out anything coming up we can sink our teeth into? Um, yeah, check out the new there's a video for the first song that came out, Scavengers, that... Uh, I wrote the treatment for that and I'm really happy with how it all came out. Ooh, uh, nice. I, I Congratulations. I feel like it's one of the better videos we've had in a while. And, um, yeah, DJ did a great job filming it. It looks fantastic. Um, and then yeah, robot soft exorcism came out today. Um, uh, really excited for people to hear more music. There's another song that will be dropping before the record comes out. Um, so probably, 
I don't know the day, probably equidistant from today and when the record drops, but yeah. <laughs> um, but that's, yeah, that's the next thing. And then, yeah, hopefully we'll be getting overseas for a proper tour next year too. So amazing. Amazing. And then 2000 trees as well. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Well, Dustin, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, it's always a Thanks pleasure. I'm excited for everything now and hopefully we'll um, see you in the field of 2000 trees next year. Oh, fingers awesome. crossed. <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if all the bands all the bands are just do thrice covers. I hope so. Imagine that. We just make a two, two, two thousand thrice. We can call it two thousand thrice, so we all oh. just do thrice covers. I mean, we've done it already. So yeah. Thank you so much for this. Thank you for the music. Thank you for the inspiration. Um sorry my bands are no good, but um that's not your fault. That's our fault for not learning out. I apologize that our, my bands have never been any good. That's no, not your fault, even happening. though you've been massively inspirational. That's not your fault. It's mainly our fault. It's mainly our fault from not practicing enough. But thank you very, very much. And yeah, uh, hopefully we'll we'll hang out to 2000 Trees and we'll get to do yes, when please. it is in the flesh again. Uh, yeah, awesome. awesome. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks, Chance. You listen to I <laughs> was <laughs> not expecting you to just burst no. out with that then. Uh, yeah, uh, yes, what a fucking, what a chap, what a band, what a back catalogue. Oh. oh, if you listen, if you listen to all of Thrice, right, or there isn't a Thrice song you like, I think you might be deaf. I, well, they're wrong. They'll be wrong as well. Well, yeah, of course they're wrong, but... The only excuse is you're mm. deaf, yeah. I think. So okay. um, if you go back from the first record, Illusion of Safety, Artists in the Ambulance is one of the best oh. pop rock, emo, hardcore records um, of all time. Just fucking hit after hit. And then Vihisu. And then yeah, it just gets, they keep going and they're all good. And it's like, the change in his voice over the years as well has made has made it sound different and sound better in some aspects and they're firing on all cylinders and you know not many bands are still doing that after like 20 years yeah or, yeah you know, whatever they're. well even when they came it's, back it's, it's nuts from the hiatus and the albums they've put out since then i think they're absolutely killing it and some of my favorite they haven't missed they haven't missed no yeah. and their, their comeback album had mega hits on it and people couldn't actually believe and i'm really excited for this new record now horizons east to be dropping digitally on september 17th and physical copies will be available on october 8th so head over to the website to pre-order one and get more details on that but no amazing to have dustin on again such a pleasure to talk to um got a real good insight into everything and it's just mad their impact on music yeah the thing is see a lot of these artists don't even like all right, you're going to have smugness. I know my band is good or whatever, right? But some of them genuinely don't realize, I don't think, that how important they are. And the, another thing that I don't like is that it takes some takes for somebody to die before their friends and family or their bands find out how inspirational they actually are. And I don't think we're, we're praising our heroes while they're here enough. So um, thanks again to Dustin. You're a fucking superstar. Your band's awesome. And uh, we all owe you loads of stuff. So um, <laughs> I will be collecting money for you. You will. You will. Well, we might be at a few more festivals very, very soon. So you'll have a few uh, a few debt collectors to go around there. But, um, yeah. but if you want even more insight into the world of Thrice and what they did during the hiatus, why not go back and listen to episode 50 of Sapping Podcast 50. that we recorded on a bus with Dustin and Eddie uh, b- backstage before one of their UK shows with Refuge, which is a very, very nice time. And I can't believe it's almost been 100 episodes since that happened. <laughs> that is mental. Eh? That is mental. When you said in the beginning, right, like that we did an episode, whatever we Was it 50? That is, yeah, I was thinking, oh my God, that's like 90, that's like 92 episodes or whatever. Like, that's nuts. Do you know what? I'm just glad he came back. I'm glad he said yes to doing it again. <laughs> I didn't know if he would because um, I did a little bit of blaspheming on the bus the first time. So um, and we are two really silly idiots as well. So I think that's that's a uh, yeah, of course. And the thing is, yeah, you know, as as Dustin is growing up and um, obviously maturing, well, he's, he's that's the thing. He's been a serious fella now for a good couple of years, 
And then the poor bastard has to deal with us pair of tits <laughs> going, oh, I fucking love you, but oh, I love you, I do. I love you. Oh, me and all the other bands, we love you. And he's like, shut up, you tit. <laughs> so I appreciate you for coming on, Dustin. If you get this far, um, tweet me at Sean Smith Sucks Ooh. saying, shut it mouth. Oh, I'd love, I'd, that'd be funny though if you just have that tweet from him. I'd print that off on a shut t-shirt for you. It just he's just uh, tweeted at you, shut your mouth on a t-shirt, for shut that, you know, mouth. merch idea yeah. or what. Um, and of course, remember, if you are attending or thinking about attending 2000 Trees 2022, you fucking should, because it's a hell of a festival. But Thrice will be headlining one of the dates. And as he told us, he's going to be playing for Hisu in full, which is going to be mental. I'm sure they're going to play loads of hits and singles afterwards as well. So it's going to be a very good time. Um, head over to 2000 Trees' website for the tickets. And I'm sure we'll be there too. But speaking of upcoming, well, speaking of festivals and everything, this week we put out an extra episode of the podcast, a bonus episode of my adventures at Bloodstock Festival. We hear me speaking (laughs) to Skin Dread, Napalm Death. I can't believe that (laughs) happened. Vicky, the booker organizer, Vexed, and even Therapy. And Sean is crying that um, me going to Bloodstock was even a thing. So go and check that out. Yes. The fact that you survived um, is brilliant. It's good, mm. obviously. It's good because mm. I want you to be alive. Um, but funny that we sent <laughs> sent you, like, if one of us had to go, you'd think it'd be me, but nah, nah. take that. Friends' funnier. weddings constantly get in the way. <laughs> it's funnier. Um, it's funnier if I yeah. know. It's funnier. But-, but it was good. It was good. You did well. So, yeah, go back and check that episode out. And, um, yeah, if you enjoyed that episode and if you enjoyed this episode, because you've got this far, which means you've... You must still be listening, which uh, has <laughs> kept you here. So, at the very least, do us a favour and check out patreon.com forward slash sapnin and consider supporting us and helping keep this podcast going. There's loads of stuff over at the Patreon, uh, behind the scenes photos, videos, chats with people, uh, and a whole load more content there. And also you get to become part of our unbelievable Patreon family, who we love incredibly um who some of them are making as much money out of that group um as we are trying to keep going so a fair play to them <laughs> i don't know how they've managed to wangle into our group and then become uh the ultimate car salesman to all of our <laughs> customer uh, to all of our patreons and get his own customers out of it but congratulations because what a good idea i might start joining other people's patreons to see if I can get him to come over to our <laughs> Patreon. That's basically what's happening in well, this bloody group. You never know. But yeah, our Patreon, lucky enough, we have like a community of wonderful people. But there's so many different walks of life from music and beyond in there as well. There's people who are in mega bands or people who have been... Uh, the people in there who, who have bands have had top 40 albums over the years. There's people who's looked after some of producers. the biggest bands. There's producers. There's fellow podcasters. There's upcoming musicians. There's photographers literally everything you can imagine so if you want to make more friends or just kind of have more insights into day-to-day life in the music industry and beyond join our patreon because honest to god there's some wonderful people there and it's always a surprising like group to say yes patreon.com forward slash sapnin and if you've enjoyed this episode let us know over on the social media at Sapnin Pod, at S A P E N I N P O D, at S A P E N I N P O D on Twitter and Instagram. Let us know your thoughts, uh, future guests, questions you have, just in case the guest comes back on. Any of that shit, just let us know. Um, but right now, I should thank the elite members of our Patreon who help to keep us going, who are very, very special indeed to us. So, uh, a massive thank you to Kylie Wheeler. Mayumi Leeway, Mikey McDonald's McMuffin Buns. I said last week I was going to stop advertising the fast food chain. So Mikey Engler, thank you. Janelle Caston, Mitch Perry, Kelly Young, Dilly Grimwood, Kelly Irwin, Liam Conley, Scooby Drew Styles, Paul Hirschfield, Nathan Croshaw, Emma Barber, Sammy G, Ali G's brother, Shani Meyer Boxel Anderson, Tony Michael, Amadino Barno, Kat Besant, Captain Hannibal, Jenny Robertson, Murray Grimwood, Mike Oxmall, every week, Johnny Phillips, Amy Campion, Caroline Robinson, Caitlin Richards, Kevin Clark, Louis Cook, Martina McManus, Lydia Henderson, Danny Eaton, Carl Pendlebury, James McNaught, Jenny Munster, Kate Stevenson, Lucy Diaz, Emily Senegals, John and Emma, Kelly Cannon, Livy Cropper, Jason Aredia, Becky Andy, Stuart McNaught, 
Craig, pre-apology to Josh because I'll be a drunken mess at the meetup. Harris, has that happened? Adam, King of the Goths, Parslow. Ollie, finally been to some gigs, Amesbury. How good is that, Ollie? I saw you. I saw you at the junior gig in Swansea and it was fantastic. Chris Howard, Alice Wood. Josh, did you hear about the claustrophobic astronaut? He just needed a little space crisp. That was the same as last week. Step your game up. Daniel Farquhar, Sean Stevenson. Is that funnier? Daniel wow. Farquhar, Sean Stevenson. Is that funnier? He said some rubbish about baby metal in this week's group. Anyway, so I'll just ignore that. Uh, thank you very much. Reese Bowring, Craig Irvan, Amy Chilvers, Ben Evans, Mark Jones, and last but no means least, Connor Lewins and family. Thank you very much. All of those fucking legends. We love you very, very much. We love everybody involved with the Patreon. Check out the description of this and every previous podcast to see more of the Patreon's names and um, the wonderful community that we have somehow created off the back of our two terrible personalities. Yeah, they are terrible as well. But that group makes me smile each and every day. There's always something funny going on. There's always something heartwarming. So come and join us and help us keep making this podcast each and every week. If not just for our sanity, I think, more than anything, because we like a giggle, even though it is a lot of stress. I'm rambling on. But we've got a lot of cool things to announce coming up we've got a lot of cool guests that we're very excited for you to hear so keep an eye on our social media pages for those as well and we'll be back next friday with another awesome awesome podcast yes lovely lovely bloody stuff Passed out. I'm not doing that again. You're listening to Sapling Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it, or I don't, I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.